You're listening to the HR Mixtape, your podcast with the perfect mix of practical advice, thought-provoking interviews, and stories that just hit different so that work doesn't have to feel, well, like work. Now, your host, Sherry Simpson. Joining me today is Mark Kruth, modern work coach at Atlassian. Focused on practice over theory, Mark is a pragmatic modern work designer and coach. With over a decade of experience experimenting with teamwork practices at places like Boeing, Nordstrom, Charles Schwab, and Rocket Mortgage, Mark's mission is to inject modern ways of working, a transformation mindset, and the power of expert storytelling into everything he does. Hey, Mark, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Sherry, so awesome to be here. I'm super excited to be talking with you and actually talking with your audience uh, today. You this are be great. a super exciting person. I've been following your travels the last couple of weeks online and the energy you bring even in your social media posts, I feel like are hopefully going to come out to our listeners as we have this chat. You know, people describe me, my they, they characterize me as a, I think it's a golden retriever puppy. So I'm guaranteeing you that's going to come out here. It's just, it's just part that. of who I am. I haven't looked. Please tell me that's on your LinkedIn headline. You know, it's not, but I actually, I think I need to put it in there because I mean, that, I mean, there's no better way to characterize me, I think. I absolutely love it. So you're a part of Atlassian um, yep. and they have a really unique perspective on really emphasizing and unleashing that team potential. And you spend a lot of time in that space. So I'd love to hear, how do you think some of these modern work practices are influencing employee engagement within the company? Ooh. I, and, and, you know, it's fascinating. Atlassian as an organization, our mission is to unleash the potential of every team. And, and some of your listeners might be like, who is Atlassian? And, and so for us, we, we build collaboration software. If you've ever used Trello or Jira or Confluence, we build those. But one of our biggest focuses has always been like, how do we actually help teams work together? And, and really today, we're kind of at like a renaissance of, of good teamwork, in my opinion. You know, we've come out of this pandemic thing that kind of showed us that we can do distributed work in okay ways. And we also found that we can do it in really terrible ways. And the delineator that we're seeing here has to do with the fact that those practices that we thought we knew, you know, how to do, how to work as a team actually weren't there. They were kind of faux practices. There were things that we thought, oh yeah, I just assume I know what I'm working on. And for us, as we think about modern work practices, and the reason we call them modern work practices is like, it's the things you need to know how to do today. It's how do we become aligned as a team? How do we make sure we understand what we're working towards? And when I think about employee engagement, one of the biggest things, even Gallup talks about it in their employee engagement work, is that one of the biggest indicators of engagement is actually feeling aligned and included in the work that you're doing. And so for us, as and like our mission is like, all right, if we're going to unleash these teams, we got to help make sure that one, they're aligned. They feel like they're going in the right direction. They, there's, they're not sitting out there, especially when you're distributed, wondering, huh, I wonder, wonder what's happening with my team in other parts of the world. You know, it's like, how do we help that? Because that's what brings people, you know, out. That's what brings them into the conversation and feels like they can, they, they actually want to contribute. So that, that's kind of where we're looking at this at from. Have you seen, as you've implemented these uh, practices, or do you have a story maybe where a team wasn't as cohesive or as um, productive or dynamic, but once you started to teach them these concepts that you really saw a transformation? So the one I always go back to on this one is actually a team I coached last year. So one of part of my role out of the last year is actually work with our customers in there and some of their teams. So 
we're a tooling organization. So when the, the a lot of the teams we work with are admin teams, these teams that will go and implement your software. You know, I think they think of a service desk, things like that. Well, this team they realized they weren't working really well together and they weren't actually solving the problems for their customers. They would go and implement something, you know, maybe a, a Jira project or Confluence space, but it didn't actually answer the questions for their, their customer. And so we actually went in and I spent some time with them for about 10 weeks, just helping them to one, align on what is what is their purpose? What are they trying to do? And, I, and you know, initially our first conversation was, I don't think your purpose is to simply take requests and implement that. Like, I think there's probably a little bit bigger than that. And, and so we spent about 10 weeks kind of aligning on things like their purpose, you know, how they wanted to work together. You know, big, big uh, tool that I like to use. It comes from our team playbook. It's it's called a working agreement. Uh, having them understand how they want to work together to accomplish their ultimate purpose. Uh, it's helping them understand their actual network that they're in within their organization. Who are you actually impacting and who are your customers? And it was working with them through this. I, uh, we, we transformed them in a way from just a, an admin team. It's what I like to think of as almost like a, a change consultants, consultancy within this organization. And, and, and what I mean by this is that what they did is they went from task takers, they went from ticket you know, movers to someone who now they get a request in and they say, all right, our purpose is actually to help our customers solve problems through efficiency in our tools and good practices. And so what they would start doing now is now they would actually run a consulting kind of gig with that person. So they request something and says, okay, cool. Let's find out what you're trying to do. Because for us, we know it's not just about solving your ticket. It's about trying to actually solve, help you solve your problem. And it was amazing, one, the, the vibe that changed in that team. Talk about people, like going back to that word engagement, talk about people buying into something bigger than themselves at this point you know they they believed in what they were doing and they've continued to evolve that and it's a team i've continued just to kind of stay close to over the last year because now they're trying to see how do they take it from just their portion of the organization to the entire organization as this idea of how do we help not just you know again take these tickets implement these things to actually solve problems and so for me i always go back to that one it was with one of our customers actually you can actually find a case study about them dish network uh it was such a great uh experience we had and we're continuing to see that kind of grow and thrive there i love that um I'd love if you could talk a little bit about work agreements. And I know I didn't send that question to you in advance. Oh, no, it's my favorite topic. <laughs> and it's something that we've talked about on our team. So we recently got a new leader and we kind of filled out this like, this sur I'll call it a survey. It was less formal than that. Um, but, you know, one of the things was like, when are you most productive? And one of the things I put on there is like, if you schedule a meeting with me at 3 p.m. on a Friday, you are getting zero productivity out of me. No creativity. No, like I will be at the meeting, but like that's not the time. 100%. You know, it's amazing. So working agreements are honestly the secret weapon for teamwork, in my opinion. Like those are the things that if you want to create engaged, motivated teams, get rid of the 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 nuance, the, the, the mud in terms of how we work together. Like it's like it's all about clarity. And so uh, what I love about working agreements is they can be as as they can be as detailed or as high level as you want. The idea is for the team to have it. But for us, we actually usually recommend teams start with a couple different topics and focus on those. So things like what you just mentioned, things like what are your personal preferences? What do you need? You know, and then from that, we say, all right, now here's what everyone needs. 
Now let's talk about how we then work as a team. What are the things we need to know as a team? Maybe we're distributed around the U.S. and we've got people West Coast, East Coast. We say, you know what? Maybe we should have some core hours when we're all around, knowing that there's going to be, this is our collaboration time. Maybe from 12 to 3 p.m. Uh, you know, Eastern. And we say, that's our time. Awesome. Let's document that and actually say what that is. We also say, talk about what kind of meetings or rituals you want to have as a team. What are the outcomes of those? So you're not just going to an, uh, a meeting after a meeting. You're like, all right, what are we trying to do? You actually know that and you agree to it as a team. Also, things like escalating issues amongst the team. One of the biggest challenges we see is that when something comes up and the, if the team hasn't talked about how they want to raise concerns, those things fester. And of course, as we think about engagement, they start kind of sliding backwards because they're like, I don't know how to bring this up. So let's talk about that. And then honestly, one of the biggest things I love, how do we want to improve as a team? Because so many teams don't think about that, you know, especially outside of, you know, my where I started was in software. And so software has a lot of different methodologies that brought about an idea of continuous improvement, kind of iterations, those sorts of things. But as I've talked a lot with uh, HR, marketing, finance teams, one of the biggest elements I always see missing is a continuous improvement process. Like, how do we want to get better? So this forces us to actually think about that. So for us, that, that's for me, the power of a working dream is, again, I like to say making the implicit assumptions we have as a team explicit. And that just goes, you know, that goes miles for allowing us to actually work better together. You've worked in some pretty big name companies, Boeing, Nordstrom. And with the work you're doing now, I'm curious, have you seen approaches to employee engagement that are different, that are the same? And then you add in that we're going to add in that international layer on top of that. You know, what are kind of like the common things that, yes, these are the core and then maybe the customization levers that you've seen in different organizations? I think one of the biggest things I've seen across every organization when it, when it comes to employee engagement is a desire to try to understand it. And so that is whether it be through surveys or some sort of questioning. I've never seen an organization that says, no, I don't, I don't care about that. I'm not going to ask people. Uh, so every organization, regardless of size and, and actually even uh, international location, has always been seeking that kind of information. I think the biggest differentiator, and, and I don't think it's a surprise, is what we do with that information at the end of the day. You know, large companies I found, very large organizations struggle to figure out how do they eat that elephant. You know, they get all this information, what do we do about it? And you know, smaller companies tend to tend to work a little bit more nimble around that because guess what? There's not as much information. But the things I've seen around those who succeed with actually doing something about like the feedback they receive in terms of understanding what their people are looking for, what's what's maybe pulling them back, what's pushing them forward, has been to actually go back and say, it's not a, an or, a corporate level that we need to solve this. It actually goes back down to the team. So giving this information to team leaders to have them actually work with their teams to say, hey, here's our information. Here's how it relates to the organization. What do we want to do? And giving some of that autonomy to, to team leads, to even directors and those parts of, you know, small department heads to be able to say, hey, you, it's your role to help figure out how you want to address this within your group. And there's some things that are, of course, at a corporate level, you know, if we're thinking benefits or pay, things like that. But most of the time, engagement is based off those. It's based off things like, you know, making sure we have clarity around the problems we're trying to solve. It's making sure we have a worthwhile problem to solve. And that really comes down to like, 
actually understanding it. So I found that giving that kind of autonomy, that the agency to allow people to do that and actually encouraging it has been big. And even at Atlassian, we've got, we have a, uh, we call it a, what, what is it? It's a tip survey. It's a, it's, it's all about uh, understanding our people and what they're looking for. And so for that, that survey results immediately get sent to people leaders and, and their managers. And the idea is that every quarter when we run this, each, each leader is to kind of identify what's, what's one thing you want to try. And then they report back to their leadership on that. Because the goal is, is not just surveying people, it's actually trying to do something with it and actually seeing if the needle turns. Uh, I could not agree with that sentence more. You know, so many times as an employee over my career, I've taken surveys and you're like, what ha- What happened to that data? Did, like, did anything change? There's nothing change? more disengaging, in my opinion, in my experience, than having to take a survey where they say, how are you feeling right now? And then not, nothing ever comes from that. Or like, what What are you lacking? And then I share that feedback. Because guess what? When you don't do anything with that, all like I, I like to joke around. It's the same thing as like in a retrospective or a reflection exercise where you do that. And if we don't do anything with it, it's just good group therapy. You know, we're just going to talk about it. But it's not like we do anything about it. It's not even actually, it's not even good group therapy if you really think about it because usually out of that you've got some sort of thing you're doing afterwards it's really just us talking and so you're going to shut your people down that and that's the that's the problem is now all of a sudden you you want to do something but guess what you've already shown your people that you're not listening so if you're going to get engagement you've got to start taking actions and you know actions are everything that's the thing actions are king so you've talked about authenticity you've talked about you know working agreements when you're coaching teams, what are some other key strategies or, uh, or insights that you emphasize with them to really boost their engagement and ultimately collaboration against you know, business initiatives? So I think a biggest thing for me here is to start with small chunks of like how we get teams aligned on their work. Uh, one of the resources that we have that's free out there for Atlassian, or for everybody, it's from Atlassian, uh, is what we call our team playbook. And it's a set of different practices that we have that talk about how we work, but they're really just generally good practices. And you don't have to use our products. It's just really good ways of working around, you know, again, everything from how we collaborate as a team, but also across teams. And when we think about, like, when I think about the strategies I use, when I'm actually working with a team to try to you know, bring them from zero to one on that engagement scale. The biggest things I do is I focus on what we call this idea of you know, shaping that team. Because I honestly think, it, it goes back to what I said earlier, you know, places like Gallup and others have found that the biggest elements that play into good, uh, to good engagement is feeling included, feeling like you've got a greater purpose, elements like that. And the biggest things for us is we've identified a couple of different activities that we run with teams. So again, I mentioned that idea of aligning on your purpose. We, I like to run a play we call uh, have called a team poster. It's all about understanding who we are, what we do, why we do it. You know, we do things like let's get clarity on our roles and responsibilities. Another another activity we do, I mentioned working agreements. That's one we always, I always do with teams. And then another one I do, because it really goes back to the reality of our, of our work today, uh, is run this thing called the network of teams, which is all about not necessarily identifying and handling dependencies across teams, but it's about building relationships across teams. Because I think many times when we do our work, and one of the things that actually can kill engagement is that when we're trying to get work done as a team and we don't have a good relationship with this team over here that's necessary for us, 
it just it we we don't feel like we can move forward. So if we build those relationships, all of a sudden work feels a little bit more smoother. It feels a little bit more fun. And so for me, the, the, those four activities are things that I like to run. And honestly, every team I work with, those kind of are like my, my four first core bits. Like let's get you teaming well together. And if I can get you teaming well together, now we can really start handling the little nuanced pieces of engagement because engagement starts with the team in my opinion. When you've talked to HR professionals, what is the one thing that we're getting wrong when it comes to this? Because, you know, we're all trying to solve this problem, right? Like oh, yeah. in every organization, I'm sure it's part of our initiatives. What are we getting wrong? I honestly think it has to do with trying to probably bite off too much. We try to solve the whole problem uh, at this point. You know, when we think about it, I, I just talked about the team level, but then there's scaling things. It's bringing, it's rolling something across an organization. It's almost that lack of experimentation. You know, it's if I think about it, if, if we if we roll back time, if you ever if for your listeners out there, if you were ever part of a small, scrappy HR team, one of those teams that was like three or four people, you know, for a thousand people organization, you had to experiment a lot. You had to go try a lot of different things as you kind of build that up. I think we lost some of that that experimentation, some of that wonder that we had there. And going back to how we solve like even just our basic engagement and teamwork issues today it's going out and saying all right we don't have to have it all figured out but let's have a hypothesis of what we think we could try and actually go try it with some teams and actually set aside that time and make it a goal for us because i think you know if we if we rely on things like process and procedures to actually get us and saying hey this is a new policy we have this is all teams are going to go through this doesn't feel really engaging to me. I want my HR professionals out there on the ground actually experiencing this with teams because I think that's why we got into this role, right? That's why we got in there. It was a, it was the people piece, and and so we've got to be with our people trying these things. And I think HR has such a great opportunity to actually help move whether it be distributed work as we think about how we work across the world, whether it be you know hybrid work in terms of the the dynamics there. All of those things are predicated on this idea that those teams are working well together. So if you want to solve for any of those other problems that you're probably hearing a bunch about in your organization, solve for the team first. And if you do that, the rest starts sliding into motion. As you think about the future of employee engagement, is there any trends on the horizon that you're really excited about? Well, I have to say AI, right? Like that's the thing today, right? <laughs> well, I will say AI has an element of that. Um, I, I honestly think one of the trends when it comes to engagement is <laughs> the analogy I like to use is, is we're seeing the same trends coming into, into work that we see in our personal lives around things like self-selection and, and customization. And so when I think about the world of work I live in, it's the ability to choose you know, how I want to learn, when I want to learn. It's the ability to choose even benefits, things that, that I, I uh, hold as valuable, you know, and customize them for myself. You know, it's I've got 16 different subscriptions to different cable televisions because I have different wants and needs. I want the same thing in work. And so for me as an, an individual, as I'm thinking about what my future work life will be, is it won't be something where it's very static. It's going to be a dynamic. I want to be able to shift. I want to be able to change priorities. I need to be able to continue to follow that purpose I have, but to be able to do it in different veins in an organization. So the smoother we can get with interoperability between teams, being able to move between teams, uh, the better in my opinion. And so when I think about AI, because of course I got to talk about AI, I think 
AI is going to play a role in helping us to make that a smoother transition. It's about connecting those dots. How do I help get rid of some of the load of some of the work that you know computers are good at? But let me be creative. Let me play to what I'm trying to do in a creative, fun way, and then use AI to help disseminate, to help build those sorts of pieces. Uh, so for me, I think that's what I'm excited about is that is almost that what we're, we're going to start seeing around the customization, the kind of the change in terms of what that employee experience looks like. And that's definitely what Gen Z wants, right? They've grown up with everything being customized for them. Um, and I don't mean in a handheld way, just meaning that you know, the feeds in your Instagram, the feeds in TikTok, yep. like it's all kind of customized by the content you're consuming. So what if we think about the future of our benefits offerings the same right. way? Think about I, mean, I just signed up for my Verizon and now they're using options like you can pick your perks, you know, like there's yeah. 15 perks, pick the two that work for you. And I was like, oh, that's clever. That's clever. And I think we're going to start seeing that work. Yeah, definitely. Mark, this was a great conversation. Excited about the work you're doing. I will make sure to put in a show notes, a link to that team playbook that you talked about, because I'm sure those who are listening are like, they want to get their hands Go on that. Try so, it. Mark, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with me. Uh, Sherry, thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can find show notes and links at thehrmixtape.com. Come back often and please subscribe, rate, and review.